Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. No one's here yet, but I'm still going to be energetic. Um, it's great to see y'all this morning. Hold on real quick. What's going on here? Send. I'm trying to send. Nope. Hold on. Send. Hold on. Send it now. There we go. Cool. All righty, y'all. Uh, good morning. It is Monday, February 20th. Uh, Low-key, it's the day before my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Andrew, sorry we didn't have a live on my birthday. You picked today. But happy birthday, Eve, to me. Be 34. Getting old. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Um, so really excited to hang out with Andrew. It's always a good time to hang out with Andrew. Um, I uh, um, uh, Andrew and I met a while back, and, and we've remained friends, and I really value Andrew's mindset uh, around many things. I mean, I think I think the one topic that we could get or talk about for like nine hours is leadership and culture, and especially in tech engineering. And mm-hmm. but 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 today it was interesting. So Andrew, so so I gave Andrew my calendar. I was like, listen, I was like, I love your ideas. I said, whenever you have an idea, I said, I know you won't abuse it. I said, whenever you have an idea, let's book it. And and and, and I saw Andrew's invite come through the other day, and I said, sweet. I said, what, what are we talking about? And he goes. Basically, how do you do a recession? Yep. And uh, he didn't say that. Those are my words. But he basically, you know, he wanted to unpack how to deal with a recession, um, you know, job seeking, networking, interviewing, all of that. So it's going to be a great conversation today. Um, before we dive in, two things. One, say hey, comment, engage. Would love to hear from you. Um, again, this platform, this show is a two-sided platform, I would say. First off, it's a networking platform, right? So we're not in the metaverse yet. We don't have our goggles on. Like we don't, we're not chilling our avatars. By the way, if there's avatars, mine's gonna be like some 80s vibe for sure. Like it's gonna there be go. it's play it's uh ready player one. Like that whole movie is like one of my favorite movies because of it's rooted in 80s nostalgia. Um, but uh we're not there yet. Um, and so I need you to comment and say hey. Um, because this is, I have I've had people message me. They said they've made new friends. I've had people say they've gotten mentors out of this show. Um, I've heard people get jobs from this show and it's all mm-hmm. because they DM mm-hmm. people who comment, right? So don't lose your chance. Potentially, even if you watch this like three days from now, I would still comment because people still connect with people on this show. The second thing is this is a live show for a reason. There's very few times you can get an engineering manager. Dad's here. Uh, an engineering nice. manager um, uh, on uh, somewhere live and people say, hey, and ask you questions and, and Andrew can't charge for it. Right. So True. now now's the time to ask questions. Um, and so anyways, I think that's it. Um, sweet. So, Andrew, let, let's let's give the people what they want. Um, who are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you do? And then we'll go from there. 
Uh, let's see here. I'm an engineering manager at Kroger. You kind of already dabbled in that. Um, uh, again, really what that means is uh, some places call them resource managers, uh, other places call them technical directors, whatever. I, I think it's important that we call ourselves engineering managers because we are meant to solve problems, but more so we solve the problems that prevent our people from solving problems. Um, mm -hmm. Been here for four and a half years now. Uh, and, and yeah, you mentioned it. We were actually talking just pre-show. One of my big focuses is culture and how do I help my people deliver and, and get the best out of them? You said some fascinating stuff. So listen, I'm not going to, we're yeah. not going to talk about this too much today. Cause, cause, cause I think there's, I think there's a lot of things to unpack. Yes. Um, there, that I don't think there is, but I mean, even Andrew was talking about the importance of a, you said a signature, right? Like on your yes. email, yes. like sal salutation and signature. We're, salutation and signature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So break. So I'm fascinated with this. Right. So just talk about that real quickly. Cause I like, like that type of intentionality, especially if you're, if you, yes. especially if you're a more of a remote company, yes. is huge. So talk about that briefly because I thought that's fascinating. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of where my my focus has been. Um, and I think your point about people commenting, even though folks might watch three days later, uh, we yeah. live in a very now society. So I was beating myself up this morning of like I've kind of gone dark over the last couple months where I've been publishing stuff on LinkedIn to try to engage with folks and get some thoughts out there just to try to make sense of them and. You know, the key is always take advantage of the moment you're in, right? Because again, people aren't going to necessarily look back and be like, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, though. That guy didn't post for three months. I don't like that guy anymore. We are in a very remote first environment. And so seize upon that and be engaged and meet people where they're at. And that signature and that salutation can be so critical because oh, you no. said it. Intentional has kind of been the theme for the last couple of months with me where it's very small stuff, but you need to be intentional with what you do every day because it will compound and build up over time. If I put the time in five, 10 minutes to have a nice email signature, that can save a lot of pain because it's got my phone number in there. It's got my position within Kroger. So people kind of understand where I fit in with things. Um, and just like with the salutation, it makes things more human. And, and I think that's the key is that um, we are in a remote first environment, regardless of what the company is actually operating in. I think you have to start there and kind of ease your way back into stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very important that you're intentional with these interactions. Great example today, not stoked that I got the trucker cap on, but like the hair was just not working. And so I made the choice of we're going to go with the more relaxed, like hat look, as opposed to the floofy updo kind of deal, because that'll play better. So Right. That's just a little taste here, but I don't know if you want to try to get us back on track, Taylor. I will, uh, I'll get us back on track. <laughs> I want to give a shout out. We've had a bunch of people tune in. Alex, John, Colin, uh, Arunas, JC, Kevin. We got Brazil in the house today. Daniel, Brett, Fritzen, Nicole. Uh, hey, Dad. Um, RJ. And mom. Mom's here uh, too. And well, mom. And mom. Over out. Uh, listen, listen. Talk about 80s, Hurt Wave. I need to listen to that, Daniel. I'm not familiar with Hurt Wave. Um, uh, uh, Christopher, David, we have South Africa in the house today. Uh, Chris, uh, Nicholas, Curtis from the ATL. Um, we have Pamela from Italy. I've never had an Italy, uh, on the show. So we are, we are very international today. Pamela, uh, RJ, it's great to see you. Um, uh, I think this is my, this is my boy, Jonathan. Love that. Also anticipating async response with remote is awesome. hundred percent. Uh, Randall, it's great to see you. Um, I got to say the front end for Kroger.com when my wife calls from the store and can't find the capers. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Um, use, use uh, the app. If you're in store, use the app. They've got maps and I don't know if it's coming soon, but AR type of directions that guide you to them capers. 
Um, yeah, do cap- I can never find capers find. every yeah. every time we go. We still got people coming in um, affected. Nina Mitchell, we'll definitely dive in here in a second. And Melina, it's great to see you from Orlando, Florida. All right, so let's dive yeah. in actually while we're here today. Um, it's so funny. It's giving Kroger props. I love it. Um, oh, we got Pakistan. We got Pakistan. No, it's great. It's, it's great to it's great to hear from you this morning. So, all right, recession. We're in one. I don't know. People can argue with this. I, we we won't get into that today, um, but. What would you tell people? Let's just start there, man. Like, yeah. like, like for um, who who just commented for Mitchell? Like, what would yeah. you tell Mitchell? Yeah, so I, I think it's interesting, and and I'll leave my my finance degree at the door. Yeah. The inverted yeah. yield curve for a while, GDP growth rates, inflation, all the metrics and indicators are weird these days. But the key, really, and I think this is why I feel like it's a it's a good time to talk about this from a technical perspective is. We're seeing stuff that we've not seen, I would say, for like maybe 10 or 15 years. And and I think the obvious thing is you see all the layoffs in tech and things like that. Um, But to me, what's even more intriguing is the way that the market and consumers are holding tech responsible for actually generating profits. I know it's just mind blowing. Like actually expect companies to make money and, and be profit positive. But um, I think it's important because it's showing a bit of a shift in the overall climate. And I think as engineers, we need to be aware of it. Because I was thinking on it over, I think I booked this in like December, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to some friends and stuff and just, you know, doing typical career planning as one will. And someone was like, well, but there's a recession coming. Like, well, I got to take that into account. It's like, well, do you like, do you really need to take that into account? Because uh. like we were just saying with the email signature, I think the most important thing is recession or not. What are you doing about your career on a day to day basis? Because if you're if you're intentionally building your network, if you're growing your skills and you're constantly pushing yourself to evolve into the type of leader you want to be, you don't really care what the macroeconomic climate is because you're doing things to set yourself up for where you want to be in life and and doing the right things to get there. And I think that if that's really how you approach your career recession or not, you're going to find your path. It shouldn't be like, oh, a recession's coming now. I have to throw everything out. Right. It'd be more of like, okay, that's input. That's something to take into consideration. Um, And I really think it's still a scenario, especially within engineering. We're still in a very blessed space where there is still a lot of power on our side of the desk when it comes to interviewing and hiring. But consistently over the last 18 months, we'll say, because of the way that the climate has changed, I've noticed the candidates that stand out to me are the people that when you have a conversation, I'm not pulling it out of you. Hmm. Like there really is a difference in people who are an intentional and, and approach their career with that growth mindset. Yeah. And that's always going to stand out whether it's a recession or not, because if you flash back to 2020, when everything shifted remote and you saw this massive glut of hiring, and I think we actually shot that uh, video podcast together yeah. that fall. We were talking about how much people are just throwing money at anyone who has engineer in their title. And I think that's a good uh, opposition where we are now, where back then even though it was a lot easier to get a job, your career search and growth shouldn't have been any different than it was now. Because mm. you should have been just as discerning when you go into that environment and say, this person's about to pay me 2X what I'm getting right now. Why? Is this yeah. really the right move for me? Is this something that builds on to where I want to get in five years? Like, So again, I think that's really to me where the recession or whatever the opposite of recession is. No one ever calls, there's no name for it because it just, things are good. Yeah, and a boom. Boom or bust, you should have the same exact approach because you should also be looking at it of um, true sensitivity analysis. You've got your bear market, 
your bull market and then right. your consistent market, right? So you should take all three of those in consideration, but you shouldn't dramatically change your approach just because of what the Fed said last week, because they're going to say something else next week and everyone's right. going to be completely up on arms. So that's so, a lot. Right. I, and I want to, I want to get tactical here, right? Cause I thought that was yeah. great. People are dapping you up obviously in the comments, but I want to get tactical, right? Yeah. So Andrew, um, Andrew gets laid off tomorrow. Mm. What are you doing? Drinking a lot heavily. Yes. <laughs> so or at least, but, 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 but there's a little validity to that. There is breathe, yeah. breathe right? Yes, You're exactly. not, listen, listen, it's going to suck. I had to lay off somebody on Monday, last Monday, right? Like I still am eating up about it. Right. Yeah. And, 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 but, but I would tell the individual, if you are watching one, I love you Two, If you are watching, just breathe Yeah. because nothing, you can't do anything in, in like a day or two. Give, give yourself right. that. Or drink heavily. So, Andrew, what would you do after that? I, you know, I think, again, there's there's some logic to it of take that time and, and let things kind of settle a little bit. And I think because, again, you want to be intentional about the way that you activate your network, right? Mm. So if I get laid off tomorrow, um, besides drinking a lot and then figuring out, okay, how Call are we looking me. in terms of the rainy day fund? Yeah, you know, no worries. Like, but again, that goes back to you drill your well before you're thirsty kind of deal. Like mm. you shouldn't have to have such a knee-jerk reaction to the career aspect of things if you get laid off. Because the other the other reality, and I don't want to get too much into your, your specific situation, but knowing where you sit within a company and knowing where you sit within an overall uh, realm is important because there are definitely roles that are going to be much more sensitive to fluctuations. And again, that's a scenario where you may be that sales guy that hits the road and does all the cold calls because you're fantastic at it and you make a fat commission check off of it. But you also have to recognize that that could all dry up like that. Right. And so, again, you should always kind of have that uh, mitigation planner or um, what do they call it? The, the backfill, the next man up. You always need to have that in your back pocket because you never want that to be the case. Yeah. Especially in bigger companies like where I'm at Kroger, there's a lot that happens that's outside of your control. You need to be okay with that and do what you can to make sure that you're solid and that it's not impacting your day-to-day -day ability to deliver. Because there's yeah. that other aspect of it too. Whereas if you're in an organization where you know layoffs are coming, um, you want to do whatever it is you can to make sure that you're not in the portion that might fall under the ax. And sometimes yeah. just straight up, sorry, this was an R&D group. You're working on a moonshot project. We can't afford that anymore. Y'all are the ones that got to go. But that still means that you need to be doing the best to make sure that when that layoff happens, you've got someone like Taylor who's ready to advocate for you because you've built a strong relationship and made it very clear. This is just about dollars and cents. This has nothing to do with my ability as a professional. hundred percent. And so what, I mean, are you going to your phone? Are you calling people? Are you going to LinkedIn? Like where, where, where do you think you're going the first week that you're laid off? Cause I'm just curious, right? I, I don't think I've ever gone this granular with, with, with anybody on the show, let alone an engineering manager. So I'm, I'm curious yeah. Where, where would be the first place that you would go? I, I think my phone. I, I yeah. think again, and I think yeah. that's telling of, of you know, LinkedIn, all those things are great. Uh, but I think in those types of scenarios, if you're trying to navigate that tricky situation, you need to go to people you trust, get advice from them that's non-biased and figure out your next steps and, and be yeah. intentional about it. And again, we're hand-waving a lot of like, look, y'all, if you don't have a rainy day fund, get one. <laughs> uh, right. That's not the purpose of today, but 
um, that is one aspect of it because you need to make sure that you are able to kind of float and give yourself the space to be able to figure out how do I go about this? And that's where you're going to leverage your personal connections, whether it's your mentor, uh, whether it's a peer or a colleague that maybe is just good sounding board, or it's someone that you know may be able to open you up to other opportunities. That's where you're going to want to start. Because I think if you go up on LinkedIn and, and you get laid off at 9 a.m. and by 9.15, there's a post of, I just got laid off. Come quick, talk to me. You start firing off a bunch of stuff. People pick up on that and they'll notice that. And even in those scenarios, like if I respond to those emails, I get in my inbox of seeking immediate contract to hire and, you know, Prince of Persia mall area out there in Jersey. They show up all the time. Even if I respond to that today, I'm probably not getting hired on at that joint for a week. Right. So, yeah. You can move fast, but don't be panicked. And, and again, make sure that you're leaning into the plans that you've laid out ahead of time. A hundred percent. I want to get to uh, want to get to RJ. RJ makes a, a, an interesting case. The issue in a bust that you don't always have the luxury of the choice between what pays and what grows your career. And and I um, again, that's fine. Like being aware of that and knowing that ahead of time, I think is also what can be so key so that even if it is a scenario where you, you get laid off, like you have to understand where you sit. If you need to make X amount of dollars just to be financially solvent and in a state where it's not going to erode your mental well-being to where you can get to where you want to be, that position you just say, okay, I'm going to make this choice because it pays while still understanding this is where I want to get to eventually, or this is what my true purpose is. Because even in that scenario going in, and you have to make sure that you you communicate this properly, but I would encourage you to say, look, I'm going to jump in here because you got this feels like a match where we can make the short-term work, but this is also what my longer-term vision is. Um, outside of a place where you're working the phones and cold calling people for diet supplements, like always sharing that career progression and plan with an employer is always going to do good things for you. I love that. I love that. Uh, let's see here. Um, just kind of going through here. Daniel comes in. I recently faced layoff and next Tuesday is my last day at the current company. I think it's an interesting opportunity to learn new skills, improve others before yeah. moving back to the market's competition is on a high bar. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I know. I, I, I um, again, this is where I encourage people. You should always be training. You should always be pushing yourself to grow. I know that it can be difficult when you're uh, you're at least billing forty hours. You may be working more than that. That could make it difficult. But make sure that you're doing your best to make the best use out of everything. Like again, I give a lecture where where I, I put up a slide. It says computer scientists are lazy. We are. We're a really lazy bunch. But that also makes us really, really effective. So yeah. look for opportunities where whether it's like on the job training or it's getting engaged in a new project in your current position, seek out those opportunities that can either show you the new skills that you want to learn um, or at least give you a chance to say, I dabbled in that thing. I don't know it extensively, but I know enough that I could learn it or that I would be interesting in learning it, potential new employer. Um, I do think too, though, having an actual uh, sabbatical, whether it was uh, voluntarily chosen or not could be good as well because then you can dig in and you can really get into some stuff but i think there it's important you go in with the plan as well treat it like yeah. you're developing software so again make sure you're holding yourself accountable to uh proper decorum of i wake up i do this i get this accomplished today i should be here by this point this. yeah well you can dig in that one too because i think again even there there's yeah. a way you leverage that to go to a employer and say yeah, I've been out of work for three months, but this is what I've been doing with those three months. I've not just been sitting on my butt or 
you know, firing off blind LinkedIn invites to job posts. Like I took this time intentionally and that is how you stand out from the crowd. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to dig into something <clears throat> Andrew just said, cause it's so key. Um, <clears throat> a, your job search, if you are laid off is an eight to five job. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And I, so, so there's two, I, I have topics that I, kind of ebb and flow on in my content creation journey. And the two that are really big for me right now is job descriptions. The importance of job descriptions and getting talent into your organization from a job description perspective. And the second thing is actually navigating the job search as an eight to five job. So what I would do if I were you and Mitchell, uh, it was the one that kind of commented, he was just affected with this. So this is my framework that I would do. I would get up every morning, just like you're going to work. And from the hours of, and honestly, I'd probably start even before 8 a.m. Because, because you want to send DMs on LinkedIn before people get into the office so you're top of their mind, right? So from like 7 to 11, your entire morning should just be sending emails, texts, and DMs. The entire morning. Take a lunch. Take a lunch, right? I'm, you got to step away from your computer, right? Go real hard. Step away for two hours from 11 to 1. Come back from 1 to 5. And that's when you should be having these networking calls, right? Whether it's seven minutes with Andrew to talk about his, you know, in, you know, intentionality for a signature or whatever, it's those things. And, but the biggest thing that, that people talk to me about, they're like, well, I don't have anything to give somebody else. Networking isn't about you. That's the problem, right? Like, mm -hmm. like, like if you heard something on this show and you message Andrew, Andrew's a busy guy, so I'm not saying he'll meet with you. But if you hear something on the show and message Andrew, like, I need, can I have six minutes of your time? I love what you said about this. He's maybe more inclined to speak with you than just a random DM. Mm -hmm. But it takes that type of intentionality through the job search. I don't know if you had any more thoughts on that. No, I, I think this is all good advice. And I think it just, I, I want to kind of take us back to the point of like, all this stuff we're saying right now, we probably would have said on this podcast 24 months ago. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying the same thing. Uh, right. Yeah, and I time. think that's that's the power of it, where, again, you can be really lazy because if you figure out these mechanisms or how this stuff works best for you, then like you'll be able to lean into it. So, again, I've shifted positions five times or something like that, you know, externally moving to different companies. And as I've done that, I've realized like I have a similar pattern and there's definitely some scenarios where it's like, oh, OK, well, like I kind of get the sense now, like time before something may happen where it's of my choosing. Right. Like now it's time to start activating and having those conversations with people. Or now it's time to take a look at the resume and realize, holy shit, this thing is ugly. I need to make this look pretty so people actually read it. Like right. there's going to be those things that you go back to. So again, if you're in a scenario where there's layoffs and it may not be something you chose per se, doesn't mean you throw your playbook out, right? Maybe you're just yep. starting it a little bit differently than you would normally or how you'd prefer. So, you know, I think again, the way you're saying it's a nine to five job or eight to five job or whatever um, in theory, if you're doing it well, you're not going to have to grind that hard for that long because there's going to be things that you've already had kind of stoked and active, right? Your, your, your career should be a lot more about where you log on and spend eight hours a day. And I think that's, what's sure. important is the people who don't ever have these issues with layoffs and finding a career are also those people that you look at and they're like, wow, they're doing a way lot more than just committing code to production. And, and that's, that's the key. 
hundred percent. I want to give y'all a shout out. The comments are absolutely on fire right now and I'm trying to get to all of them, but thank yeah. you so much for every, I mean, literally like y'all are having full on dialogues in the comment section is incredible. I, I do want to get to the tickets of Jonathan right here. Pro level point. I love this. I talk about this a ton mentor. If you don't have one seek one out, I think, I think finding a mentor, I think is one of the most underrated ways to network. Mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. let's say this let's say now again i have an episode it's 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 a few very much episodes back about a mentor mentee relationship as the mentee you need to be driving conversation you need yes. to be booking the agenda yes. you need to be doing everything it's not andrew's responsibility but i have a feeling that if you're like hey andrew um if you want can, can i can you be my mentor i'm trying to learn these three things from an engineering leadership perspective can i meet with you for 10 minutes um, on one Friday a month, Andrew may be willing to do that, right? Because it's intentional, but you have to drive it. But I think it's a great way because once you start to build that relationship with that mentor, he's going to open up other doors if he likes you mm-hmm. to other people. So I think that's great. I do want to get to, um, there was another point to be made here. While, while you scroll right. there, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll vamp for you. And I think another yeah. part of it too is don't don't put so much importance or like try to really be like, oh man, I got to identify a mentor and they have to have a credentials and mentoring or whatever. Like right. the other thing and, and something I kind of stumbled into. So I, I moved from one group in Kroger to another group and I actually kept a lot of my regular one-on-ones with people in my old group because they're moving up, you know, we're all kind of at a similar level, but with similar career aspirations. And so between those like four people I meet with every four weeks, so I rotate every week, I meet with one of them, but I go weeks between each talk, I get my mentoring done that way, where I'm able to pick their brains. And it was very intentional where uh, one of them's in the product management side, another one's in the product design side, so again, there's ways that, you know, don't think you've got to find that very perfect person that has all the degrees on the wall or whatever as a mentor. There's other ways you can kind of stitch that stuff together where you're like, all right, well, I can go to Kate for this kind of stuff. And oh, I know, you know, Brian can help me with that, whatever, like find those little pockets and don't make it that difficult. Just talk to people. I mean, that's it. Just talk to people. I love that. Um, RJ comes in here. I love this. I want to give a shout out to Emmett. Um, Emmett's been on the show too. He um, uh, he's a great facilitator, and 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 I love that RJ said this because there's many different ways to to navigate the job search, right? There's the <clears throat> send a bunch of DMs. I love that. There's the facilitator aspect where you know you get a group of people together or you constantly post about opportunities. Um, you know, I know there's a few guys on Twitter that whenever I post a job, they always retweet it and they use the hashtag Tech is hiring. So like. And so you can be a facilitator and just net network people. And by you doing that, you're going to naturally meet more people. So mm-hmm. RJ, thank you for bringing that up. I love that. Um, Hillary comes in. So true. Having a, having a hard, having a hard sort of schedule to follow gives you a plan and sense of purpose. Absolutely. Um, I love this. I want to get to Alex's question here. How, how are there any thoughts on if how a recession can affect devs looking for early career roles? So junior devs, junior yeah and i think that's where this this all kind of came about because i was thinking about some of our our early talent efforts and and things like that um where i i don't know from my perspective it shouldn't change about how you go about it but i will say it definitely changes the climate in which you're entering and so i think generally early um early career hiring for junior devs is very difficult to get your foot in the door so that is always going to be a challenge no matter what However, I think in a recessionary period like this, 
it is a harder hill to climb because you lose out on some of those smaller shops that may be willing to take a chance or say, I, we need somebody. So we're willing to take on a junior and have them grow with us. Um, but I think, again, from your perspective as a candidate, you should be approaching it in the same way, because regardless of what the macroeconomic climate is, the things I look for in junior devs is always consistency. Like it's, it's, do you show up? Are you professional? Do that. you speak with a thought of what you want to do? Like, honestly, it is the, it's, I can't, I need to let it go, but like, it still bothers me in my mind that I got feedback on one of our early talent folks who was on a call with HR and they're laughing off screen with someone else and ignoring the call they're on right now. Like those are the kinds of things that you can't do as a junior engineer, regardless of whether you have the job or not. So like get that basic level professional decorum in place. And then when you go into those conversations, you shouldn't have to take in the back of your mind. Well, it's a recession. So I got to take, you know, bring that in the conversation. The conversation should all be about, here's what I've done. Here's where I want to go. And here's how I think I can add value to your organization. So you should that. have those external groups you participate in. You should have those side projects you're constantly doing outside of school, boot camp, whatever it is you're doing actively. So I think if anything, it puts more of an onus on the junior candidate to communicate effectively as to why they belong in that organization. I do think there is also a reality that you're going to be more affordable, we'll say, than a more senior person. And I think if you can kind of show how willing and able you are to continue to grow and how you're going to very quickly be able to close the gap between yourself yeah. as a junior and a mid-level, yeah. that actually might give you a leg up. Because again, if you talk about the reality of the situation, if you're coming in a lower salary number, that might work in your favor. But these are all uncomfortable things and they're difficult things. So the key is to just be aware of them and be able to talk about them as an adult. I love that. All right. So time flies when you're having fun. I want to wrap I up know, here. Right? It's, I'm, I'm working. it's nuts. Uh, we we got to do another one um, for sure. Very, very soon. Honestly, probably need a follow-up because I feel like there's a lot more to say. So um, also, Hillary, um, I have an episode. It's, I think it's posted. Um, it's with founder and CEO Brandon Bayer uh, of Flight Control. Um, so it's definitely on my YouTube and he actually writes his own job descriptions and they were brilliant. So I actually break, we actually share his screen on how to write a job description effectively. Um, so I would, I would highly check that out. Um, so Andrew kind of last three questions, rapid fire here. Um, because it's my birthday tomorrow. Um, mm. what is your favorite type of cake? Yes. All of them. I'm notorious uh, that when my birthday rolls around, I have multiple cakes. Uh, we do a thing in my family called birthday week. So it's like the week of your birthday. Uh, it. it always slides, whether it's like the seven days around your birthday, the seven days prior, or the seven days after. But you can kind of make it the way you want. But what I'll typically do is I'll have a different cake each day of the week. But what's your favorite? Like, what's your favorite? Like, Give me, give me your favorite. <sighs> Man, I've, right now I, it's like the the death by chocolate I used to get when I was a kid way back okay. in the day. Just yeah, like I got you, fudge, just like a twelve layer. Just, yeah, yeah. Man, I love yeah. that. I think. Hey, it I, hey I'm in Cincinnati next week. Side. I'm in Cincinnati next week. We need to ha we need to we need we need to grab a we need to grab oh, some yeah. chocolate cake together. Um, yeah. uh, I my my wife got me. So um, I'm trying to eat more gluten free because I just feel better. Um, my mm. wife got me the best gluten-free German chocolate cake ever this weekend, and it was the best. Nice. That, I, I think gluten-free baked goods are the goat because they're Ooh. more moist and they're more like they're more yes. rich. 
So I think if you haven't had a gluten-free like baked good, highly recommend it because they're usually gooier yes. and like more wonderful. More, yes. yeah, they're good. They're good. I, people are people are popping off on the comments right now. I think I know, we, hit, right? we should. We, ask we, we did a lot of veins on this on this show today. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, uh, and I'm not saying this is Andrew here. Y'all, this is the most active the chat channel has ever been in the three years of me doing the show. It was today. Yeah, like they, like this day. has been insane. This has been insane. Um, second question: What tech, tech trends, just things that you or your team is looking into that you just want to talk about real quick? And don't say Chat GPT or OpenAI. <laughs> yeah, definitely neither one of those because uh, you know we we'll, we'll let everyone else make the mistakes and burn bunches of cash. You know, trying to figure out how to make it viable and profitable, and and yeah. you know we'll come back yeah, we'll around after the very that. End. Um, however, big data. Data engineering, uh, right. data processing, data flows. Right now, right. we're looking at modernizing our stack here at Kroger. And I think we got some really exciting stuff going on where we're kind of building what would be the future of the engine that drives the company. Yeah. Um, as a result, though, we get to deal with a lot of fun nuances, like a um, an egg, like a chicken egg that was birthed in Cincinnati, cannot be sold in Dayton, but can be driven across the border into Indianapolis sometimes. I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy stuff when it comes to grocery and item data that now we get to dig into the nuances and figure out how do we engineer our ways around all these complex, like real world laws. Yeah. Um, it's so that's, that's interesting. Fun. You're, you're the second, you're the second person in a week that has said some about data. Another guy said Kafka and kind of data streaming from that perspective. So you're, you're kind so of the second yeah, guy so in a week. We're using, we're actually using Kafka as a lot of okay. it for a lot of data okay. streaming, a lot of making sure that all the things flow and update candidly. Like, I think we've got our tech in a pretty good state of what we know we want in our stacks, like in what yeah. is our modern stack. Um, but now it's really more translating all of the business rules that, well, we applied it this way at this stage for the last 50 years. And it's like, cool. Is that the right time to do that now that we're in a digital age and an e-commerce company? Like, how right. do you shift those narratives? So again, a right. lot less code engineering a lot more people process and business engineering and that stuff to me is super exciting so i'm very love much that. looking forward to it love that uh final question because we got to wrap it up i gotta go uh curtis i see your question uh i will get to it um in the comments um but uh last question andrew obviously the show is called guidance counselor 2.0 mm -hmm. for a reason um we had guidance counselors in middle school high school college but now with adults we don't <laughs> yeah. really have them what would be your biggest piece of career advice right now? Um, if somebody were to come up and ask you, you'd be like, what, what would you tell your younger self? Man, that's a good question. Um, I think last time I, I was something along the lines of like, always be pushing whatever, but actually I, I do want to answer Curtis's question. Yeah, that's or fine. Call that uh, one out. Cause Curtis says, what can you say about those that were affected by the layoffs that never had college experience? Who cares? Why does that matter? And, yeah, and I, I, yeah, Curtis. Like college. I, listen, yeah. this is a hot take. College just doesn't matter. Nope, it does not. And that's a um, hot take. And, and I'm—I know people can get mad at me with that, but it just doesn't. Yeah. I've had this conversation. My wife, she right. went to SCAD for arts degree. She said she didn't learn anything. She said I could have learned everything by an internship. Yep. I could have learned everything by an internship. I mean, internships are the goat. I think college is uh, meh. The, the only value I still see in college these days is that you took four or five years of your life and you law. stuck with something to finish it. Well, law, accounting, like law, accounting. Oh, finance, well, if you want to talk about that, right? yeah, like specialty I mean, things. Yes. I, I will walk it back a little bit. Sure. But, but I think that the point I want to make, Curtis, is 
okay, if you have never had college experience, why does that matter? Why is that what defines you? What What is it that's made you a great employee outside of that? And I would ask the question of if you have an organization that's like, you cannot work for us unless you have this piece of paper, why do you want to work there? Yeah, that's such so, a narrow, exclusive right. mindset. And I don't know if there's actually like rules around this, but like, I don't think you actually have to join um or I don't think you actually have to put your educational experience on your CV. I think it's a scenario where, again, you need to make sure that you're putting your foot forward in the way that uh, best sort of shows who you are. Here's why I'm a great uh, associate, and this is why I'm going to be a great addition to your company. Apparently, I do have to drop. I'm being called in by my VP, so I'm going to... Love y'all. This is great. Andrew, love you. Y'all have a great one. Uh, Go connect with Andrew. Repost this if you like it. Bye. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.